This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, welcome along wherever you are in the world. This is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for joining us, whether you are watching along on YouTube uh, or listening on your favourite podcast platform. Thank you for joining us, whichever way you are doing it. And I've got to say a special welcome along to all our Leeds fans that I know will be joining us because I've had more comments this weekend from Leeds fans than I have from Leicester fans. But I've got to say, open up by saying, look, well done. 
on your, you know, FA Cup triumph at the weekend. You deserved it, and I don't blame you celebrating like like you did. It was a it was a great win for you. Uh, <laughs> how did the open top bus ride go, uh, <coughs> Arsenal? Uh, Eric Morecambe there for you. But look, we've not done one of these before, uh, and we are being joined by a Leeds fan. We're also being joined by a bit of a Leicester legend as well. Um, uh, and, and we will be looking back at this weekend's matches. Although I'm going to be honest with you that the oh, let me just do it that way. There we go. Um, the Leicester one will be the one we talk about at the end for obvious reasons. Uh, Nate is back again. Hi, Nate. How are you doing? All the way from good old US of A. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and let's bring him in and say hello, first of all, to Craig. Uh, you will know this guy if you've ever used to go down to the club. Welcome along, Craig. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, yeah, good to be on. Thank you for the invite, Chris. Nope. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Your first time on, and so you are very, very welcome. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, we couldn't supply a good result for you to talk about. But um, look, we've only lost six all season. It's not bad going, is it? Not really, and no. like you said earlier, you know we're still top of the league, still a few points ahead. So fingers crossed, we can go into the match on Saturday. I know we've got a cup game tomorrow, like, but fingers crossed, I'd rather have the three points. Ah, tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Only the second game that I am seeing this season. The, the last one was away to Southampton, and we stuffed them. So fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I mean. We have lost six games, as in fact have Leeds, but you know, they do like to celebrate their occasional win. Carl, good evening, sir. How are you? Happy than we are. Happy than we are, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, good evening, Chris. Good evening, Chris. Yeah, listen, I know we have this open top bus. And at least we're not asshole like when they take picture after the game with the team celebrating, like they did with you lot a few seasons ago when you won the Premier League. So we're not like ass, okay? Let's just get that over one or double. Second, <laughs> it's a Friday night leads. If we win, if we win a big game, of course we've got an over top bus parade. We've got the long weekend to celebrate. So just be, yeah, you know, Friday it? night leads is not bad. What was it you said though, Craig, about doing the double? Well, yeah, they've they've done the double on us and fair play to them. But, you know, they've done the double and we're still six points clear. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Just be careful of those words when you say that at the end of the season. Because, like I say, we'll come back to haunt you like it's a silent of wind. Everything I say, I always end up, I always end it with at this moment. So, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Craig, Craig, Craig has supported Leicester long enough to know nobody shoots themselves in the foot like Leicester, do they, Craig? Oh, 100%. You know, there's times there, when we've been running away with it, we've slipped up. You know, mm. look at the Premier League season when we won it, you know, it was touch and go for a little bit. And then just out of nowhere, we started just picking up points, winning it. Best season ever for me as a Leicester fan. Oh, obviously, yeah. Obviously got some sad reasons and good reasons, you know, to look back on. But mm. like you said, we're here in the moment. We're six points clear. Looks like we're hopefully going back to the Premier League. So... Yeah, if lift for now. Fingers crossed. Well, I've got to say, sorry about this, uh, Cole, but uh, I was just looking at um, the predictions. I know it's a cup game tomorrow, but very, very quickly, Chris Sutton um, was up against Kaiser Chief bassist and Leeds United fan Simon Ricks. Yeah, is a Leeds United fan. 
but he has actually gone for to Leicester to win 2-1 over Bournemouth. So uh, uh, we do like some Leeds fans. Yeah, don't be surprised. I think you could beat Bournemouth on it because I thought Bournemouth they could have took the chances to get City this past weekend, but I think you go as a bit more of the stronger team this weekend uh, to, uh, tomorrow night. I really do. So I would back you guys to beat Bournemouth, actually. Well, according to Enzo, Craig, we could have 11 changes. So I don't know. Well, and, and this is it, isn't it, Chris? You know, when you've got players that are sitting on the bench week in, week out, and, you know, mm. we're no managers ourselves, but, you know, you'd like to see at least a couple of them into the first team. Um, I think when Dennis Pratt's been coming in, he's played really, really well. Yeah. Um, Hamza Chowdhury, to be fair, um, he's done a little job for us. And it will be nice to see full games for them tomorrow and the changes and pushing for a starting place. Did you want to go to the toilet, Carl? No, no, I'll just sort my camera just to adjust oh. this. And don't move. <laughs> okay. That was you don't, the you don't have yeah, to ask, you know. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. It was just the, the signal to just see the camera just to just to stay still. So don't worry. Right. Well, like I say, we will be covering that game uh, at the end. Um Unless we run out of time. <laughs> but let's start with the game that kicked off about, uh, well, it was 15 minutes before I was on the Friday night. Uh, Coventry City were hosting Preston North End. Um, now, that's another team, Craig, that has gone on an open-top bus tour, uh, having beaten us. Um, but, Carl, I'll come to you first. Um, so, so, I mean, I've got to say... I am absolutely doing useless in the prediction league, and I got two points from the whole weekend, all twelve games. I got two, uh, two outcomes correct, but I didn't get any scores correct. I went for a Coventry win here. Um, I don't know. Both these teams are up and down, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. I think Coventry's trying to get that final playoff position to, along with Hull. I was just surprised how they lost 3 not Hull to, to Preston. That was very surprised because Preston, Preston was the early bit of setters at the start of the season. They dropped away a bit during Christmas and January, during November Christmas time. And I think since January onwards after when we beat them, they have been on a bit of a better run. But I thought Coventry could have could have won the game quite easily. But yeah, three points for Larry and Law and his team. They're still chugging up in the top half of the table. They are. It actually took them above Coventry, uh, Craig. And I mean, Preston, look, we played them earlier in the season when they were top of the league. And to my mind, they were awful. Um, but they always do that. They always seem to have a good start, then drop off. Coventry... Look, we, we had we had the banter with Coventry. Uh, they obviously lost in the playoff final last season. That was a shame, wasn't it? And uh, but they, I thought we'd be doing better this season. But they're kind of stuck in mid table. Again, did this go the way you, that you thought it might have done? Um, well, be, being at home on on Friday and losing three 0 the fans are going to be disappointed. They're currently three 0 up at the minute in their um, cup game. So, you know, a bit of a turnaround at the minute. So, again, a couple of changes. And it just, there's players out there that want to prove a point and get into a starting lineup in the, you know, in the league game. So, you know, some of them are shining tonight and it's going to be contained. And contained. They are playing Maidstone United, though. Let's just yeah, they are. They are. But, you know, you'd, you'd think Maidstone United would be up for it. And um, yeah. for, you know, the 3 0 down. But, you know, Say there's there's players out there that are probably going to be contenders for the next um next league game. Yes. Oh, that's it. They've got the and some of our t players will be doing that tomorrow night as well. 
Unless I say Maidstone United, I'm not putting to disrespect them. I mean, I say I I, I was talking not half an hour ago about Wickham Wanderers, so let's not uh, <laughs> let's not forget how these lower league team clubs can uh, can do us. But mm. uh, fair play to Preston. Uh, they're both they're both trying to get into that um, playoff position. And if I just bring the the form table up um, for the for the last five games, um, oh, did I have to lead the top? Uh, but Coventry City are eleventh, and um, where are Preston? I can't even find Preston. Um, you're not that low down. Have they not put Preston in here? Oh, they're third. So I suppose, on fairness, Preston not doing too bad there. But that was the Friday game. There was another game on Friday, but let's not talk about that at the moment. Uh, going into uh, the early kickoff, Carl, on the uh, Saturday, uh, Hull won, West Bromwich Albion won. Again, um, both teams going for the playoffs. Yeah, very much so. I think, like I said, um, Hull are probably being under the hottest team on form. Um, all, those, all those teams are chasing the, the final play spot. And I think West Brom, you know, coming to get a draw helps them a bit more. But I think Hull could have could have had a bit more chances. But unfortunately, it, it just, you know, I was not surprised at the outcome. I think it was a fair draw between two cha- playoff chasing teams. Indeed. And again, um I mean, I thought West Brom gave us a good game, and obviously Hall actually beat us, Craig. Um, but West Brom, these are games that really surely West Brom want to be winning if they, you know, are going to be considered, um, sorry, serious or considered serious playoff contenders. Yeah, I think what we're forgetting as well, the championship, you know, is is a tough league. There's some good competition, and as you can see, you know, the top six, like. I don't know the. I've not looked at the table really since we lost Friday night. To be fair, <laughs> but I mean, it is it is a battle up there, isn't it? Like you say, you know, mm. a one draw for two teams that are contending to be in the playoffs, and we've we've got Hull coming up in a couple of weeks as well. So that's going to be another massive game for us, you know. And who knows what's going to happen? Really, it's every it's like dog eat dog at the minute. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. I actually just just looking at my predictions just for the laugh, and I did go for Hull to win two one. Um, yeah, I mean Hull beat us. Uh, Hull are certainly the, the, I guess the form team at the moment, uh, being in fifth. Um, West Brom down in tenth. Uh, but Carl, I mean, when you look at the table, and I honestly think, and we'll talk about it more later, obviously that Leicester and Leeds will be the two that go up whatever order that is in. Um, and then you've got Ipswich and you've got Southampton. And I think those four are going to be in the top six. But it's yeah. the other two places. It changes every week, doesn't it? It does. It does, especially that last spot. I think West Brom's been in fifth for quite for, for six for quite a while. So fifth mm. about for quite a while. So it is just going to be interesting who finishes. I think Hull and Coventry will have the edge but I don't know who's going to have the easiest fixtures coming towards the end of the season. I I think Coventry's going to still need to get the home back and form running. It's their way from us that I'm worried about Coventry. I think Hull at home are a lot more better and they're not too bad away. So I think there's a chance that I think Hull might pip it, but if Coventry can get can get on a winnable run, 
I wouldn't not be surprised if they get back into the playoffs again. Yeah. Um, the next game up, uh, Craig, um, Blackburn won, Norwich won. I went for a Norwich win here. <laughs> My football knowledge, yeah, actually, I, I get back in the Premier League. At least I know how teams were doing there. I was actually, again, it's a team that's disappointed me this season. And I know they ha the manager hasn't had the backing, and we know how that feels, don't we, Craig? Uh, but Thomason was one of the two managers that I wanted before we knew about Enzo, because Enzo was completely left field. Uh, Thomas was one of the two managers that I wanted to sort of probably come to Leicester. But he has struggled this season, hasn't he? Yeah, it's, and uh, again, it's tough, isn't it? You know, Blackburn at home as well. Um, you know, is it a good point for them, that game? Or is it a disappointing point? I mean, Blackburn are sort of... Oh, they're on 39... They are only um, only four points off relegation zone, so I think they really sort of needed the win. And Norwich, who were in seventh, uh, Carl, you know they're they're on fifty two. They could have done with the three points, and I don't think a draw does either of them any good. I know, I, I agree. I think there was a lot of criticism of David Wagner this season about his playing style, but I think he's one of the fans a lot over. As for Blackburn, I think since Thomason, you know, now they've got John Eustace there with Jordan Thomason taking over the Sweden job, it kind mm. of was a bit of like John Eustace trying to get used to the club. I think they, and I think he will get them out of the relegation battle. I just, it's just, is he there? Is he coming at the wrong time? I know Jordan Thomason was there till the 8th of February until there was a completion of him getting the Swedish national team job. But I think for use, he's been there for at least two two weeks at minimum. He's trying to get his played. I think Norwich could have got the points and they would have put pressure because they are really chasing that. I think Wagner's playing a, played good football at the right time. At the start of the season, they were very bit slow, uh, mixed results. I mean, do you, do you um, Craig, and what, what do you, you know, what were your thoughts on Thomason? I mean, he's got, I, I didn't realise he'd got the Swedish national job to be honest with you um that's news to me it tells me i should i should do my homework shouldn't i um but um it, it's difficult no matter how good you are if you don't get the back in you're going to struggle aren't you as a manager well yeah and i think like enzo's come in he's, he's got the backing of the fans and that i think it's just some small-minded parts of the you know fan base that are just unhappy with the style of play you know, so we could have, you know, if we took Enzo out of the equation, where would we be now? He's come mm -hmm. from a very good footballing background from Man City. He's, he's been learning from the best. So it's his first full season as a manager, I believe. And yeah. I think he's doing fantastic. And yeah, all right. I am one of them fans that have, you know, slightly criticised the style of play. Being a season ticket holder for many years and seeing how we're playing. Yes, results are going our way at the minute, but... You know, could another manager come in and do any better than what Enzo's doing now? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so at all. Um, I mean, Carl, you just said then Thomason has been named for the first non-Swede to be a Swedish national manager since George Rayner, who was English, did it in 1958. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, but uh, I mean, Carl, are you surprised? How? How? I mean, would would you have stuck with him? Do you think, or do you think they were right to? To make the change, I, I don't think, think they're going to get playoffs, are they? 
Yeah, they had to make the change. I think he was under pressure as well. Um, mm. to after the, the, the poor season they've had, he was under pressure. But I think with the because of the streets team, national team came. I think we all knew he was he was going to take it regardless. So it was you know who was going to be the right manager coming in for Blackburn, and I think John Eustace fits that mold, especially what he did at Bury and similar. And I think it's you know a team who should be not the fight relegation. It should be more in the top half, fight in the top half of the table every every season. So I think I think it will take time. I don't think we can overlook look at um, Eustace's. Season, yeah, I think give him give him till the summer to get properly backed, and hopefully he can have a good start, good start next summer. Because yeah. I think for him, it's not it's unfair to have a go at him, especially he's only been at the club for not too long. Yeah, I mean, next game here, uh, Cardiff uh, two. Oh, is that three or two? My should have gone to spectators two. Uh, Stoke one. Um, I. When we played Stoke recently, pre-game, I did a um, a, a preview with the Stoke channel, uh, Craig, and I said at that point, and they were going through sort of changes themselves, and I said I didn't think they would go down because I thought there was three worse teams than them. When we played them and, you know, we, we put five past them, they actually asked me on to do a, a review show, and I, and I said in the, in the nicest possible way, I'm going to take back what I said because I think there's only two worse teams than you. And even now, I don't even know if Sheffield Wednesday aren't going to be, be catching them because, you know, uh, although, they, yes, they are. Sorry, Sheffield Wednesday are a long way behind. Um, but QPR are overtaking them. Stoke City, 22nd, 35 points. All right, QPR and Millwall are on uh, 36, Huddersfield on 37. But they are in serious danger of going down, aren't they? Yeah, and it's a shame, like you know, you, you know, Stoke have always been a, an half decent team, and mm. you, know, to, you know, I've been to, I've been to their ground a couple of times over the years, and they've got a nice little setup and that. So if they were to go down, it would be a great shame to football, really. I think. Uh, it it would uh, give me some satisfaction because they got promoted the season we went down to League One, so <laughs> kind of um, kind of happy about that. Um, Craig, looking at looking at Cardiff, mid table, fourteenth. Uh, they have they've lost their last three though, but they're safe. They're not going to go down, but they're not going to trouble the playoffs either, are they? Despite this win, no. And, it was, and obviously, it was a good win. It, it sounded like it was a close game, two one. Do you know what I mean? It could have gone either way. Um, Stoke yeah. could have a point if not gone for the win, but obviously, Cardiff was the better team on the day. They've took the points, and you know, after three games losing. They've probably had a kick up the backside and um, needed that. What? Where do you see? Hello. I'm here. Don't worry. Just fixing <laughs> the camera. Just fixing the camera. Don't worry. I, know, I, I always want like I said. I, <laughs> do you want to sort of go come live from the toilet? I don't know. <laughs> it just went off. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm here. Though. I'm here. Is that you didn't? I don't think you went off at our end. But uh, I mean, do you see? I can see, I can very much see Stoke going down. Can you, Cole? I do worry about them now. I do now because I don't know how for years so many managers have tried to come in since they got relegated and nothing has happened. They've had to cut back on the team because they had the biggest one of the biggest um, salary, salaries at the time when it came down. But you know, I do worry about them. I really do, and I think there's a, there's a lot of questions these asked on 
what's going on at the club. I know it's just, it's just, it's just sad, you know, I just don't know what's happened, how it's gone so dour in the space of six years. Really, yeah. he's surprising. They were an established Premier League side, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. 100%. And Cardiff, like I say, mid-table obscurity again for them, really. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to say hi to um, Mr. Penishead. Um, and if you're wondering who that is, um, that is um, Craig from Up the Cherries in All Departments. And if you're wondering why I'm calling him Mr. Penishead, then please do uh, go and check out the Leicester Bournemouth preview and uh, that I just did. It's on the channel now. And all will become clear. All will become clear. Uh and, and no, I, I'm not going to go any further than that because I could get myself into trouble. Um, I don't want to be sued. But welcome. You're welcome always trouble. You're always trouble, though. I know. Do you what? Whenever Craig, not sorry, this is he's called Craig as well. Sorry, Craig. Whenever Craig, well, I'll call him Paddy because that's his nickname. Um, Pad, whenever Paddy comes on, the show always goes in such an awful direction, you know. But uh, anyway. Uh, but uh, thanks for earlier, Craig. Um, I hope your wife stopped uh, drawing penises on the wall. <laughs> talking, talking of his wife. Um, there we go. She said hello. Hello, Mrs. Craig. And um, she apparently was drawing his penis on the wall. I knew it was his because it was so small. If she'd been drawing mine, uh, it would have been a lot bigger. And I told her not to draw mine and to keep it quiet. Uh, but anyway, moving on, let's get this back onto football. Uh, I tell you, as soon as every time he comes in, you know, <coughs> excuse me, Ipswich. Yeah. I I went to see uh, Craig. I went to see Jeff Stelling uh, uh, and uh, Bianca Westwood, and there was two Ipswich fans, man and wife, sat in front of me. And I said, make the most of it. It's the only time Ipswich will be in front of Leicester all season, <laughs> uh, and. <laughs> It's pretty much proved right. They've had a little bit of a wobble, but fair play to them, they've yeah. come back. Yeah, they're, they're there, aren't they? You know, they're lurking in the background. And wasn't it last week there was the Crepton, was it Was it Ipswich that won in the last minute? Was it? They always seem to, don't they? They always seem to have had that. <laughs> whenever I look at their scores, you know, on Saturday, if they're losing or whatever, I think ah, they'll come back and win. They always seem to. I don't think they're a, a direct threat to us at the minute, are they? You know, I've, um, no. I think they're on. Um, I think I've got it down here. They're on seventy-eight points. Is it? Seven, we're on. They're on seventy-two, the same as Leeds. Sorry, yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, six points. It's still only six points, isn't it? But I'm guessing um, Leeds and Ipswich have got to play each other at some point. Uh, no, we don't. We don't. We don't have to play each other. We're done with that now. So yeah. <laughs> Did you do the double over them as well? We did, yeah. We did actually, yeah. You had to ask that, Craig, didn't you? <laughs> but I had, and I did say this: um, the uh, the attacking midfielder for Ipswich Town did say that Leicester were the harder team to play. Needed to put that in. Just that was Connor's chopper. That's not that's but only based on his wording, not the whole Ipswich skirt of the club. So and that was that was good enough for me. I mean, in fairness to Ipswich, Craig, they've only lost. Four games. The problem is they've drawn nine, and a lot of those they've drawn, they needed to be winning, didn't they? Yeah, and like I'm saying, if and if they had, then you know it'd be a different story now. It could be like a, you know, neck and neck up there, you know, rolling back years when Tottenham were there, and then they finished third. 
<laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed, <coughs> Leeds. Um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, Birmingham, uh, 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 Carl. I mean, they've changed the manager. It seems that they have a little bit of a bounce, but nothing's much changed, has it, for them? Hey, listen, guy, you know, we told him over, but he's going to be out for six to hell with, with health conditions that he needs to take, and especially he's going to have, yeah. you know, he's not going to be bad. It, it's going to be tough for Barry. I, you know, I thought he was right, but he's right. Back I did, yeah. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought Rooney was an absolutely penis head of a decision. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, and Mowbray seemed to be a really good decision. It is. It is. But he's going to be missing that, missing that, missing the timing of two months. We don't know how long he's going to be when he will come back. You know, it was surprising. I think. I think he will regularly communicate to Matt Venus. Just to tell, just to keep, you know, to, just to make sure things right with the team, who, who, if the, how the squad has been doing it, or the, the training video stuff. But I don't think it involved as much as the decision making, you know, going forward for most games. But yeah, for Burnley, it was a tough step there. They had a good chance to to get a, a good point at, at Ipswich, but it just came with two late goals towards the end. But do you think Birmingham Carl have kind of almost written this season off now because? You know the Rooney experiment was 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 a disaster. You know we 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 can all see that, and I think Mowbray when he came in, even before sort of his illness, we do wish him all the best. Was kind of to steady the ship for this season, then maybe move on next season. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that was always that was always going to be the case because um, I think that's when Barry started well under John Eustace. We thought they were going to be one of the challenges until until they brought Rudy in and look how that messed like you said. But I think for Mobile, it's just like let's steady the ship for the season. We'll yeah. rebuild next summer and then we'll go. We'll go. And then we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. We'll have tried to get into the playoffs. That's the the minimum outcome that Burnley needs to do for next season. Hmm. Before we come on to the next game, um, Craig. You are this season, as you always do, are doing a charity match. Uh, yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, so as you know, Chris, um, we, we, me and you go back a quite, quite a good few years from when. Many, we many, many years. Yes. So uh, obviously, as you know, I used to work at Leicester, and I've always got good connections. And um, last year, we managed to get our second charity football match on at the King Power Stadium in memory of my dad. But then one yeah. of my friends lost his mum to cancer as well so what we've done now is we've teamed up together he plays on my side and we've teamed up with the charities Macmillan Cancer Support and Glenfield Hospital is our main two charities that we'll be raising money for this year and it's the Tuesday the 21st of May um, 5.45 kickoff and with a little bit of your help and pulling a few strings myself I've got Ian Stringer coming down to manage our team and Stevie Linex from yourself. So, you know, it should be a good day. Tickets are going to be on sale this week at £15 adults and £5 children. And okay. yeah, there's a lot of planning involved, obviously, but it's just a dream to play at the King Power. No matter whether, whether I've played there once or three times, it's still a dream and it's putting smiles on yeah. other people and giving them a chance as well as raising 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 money for some good causes um ticket information stick it in the in the uh group you know lessons of a day when you uh, and tag me in it on twitter and obviously i'll promote it for you so uh, keep an eye out for that but it's tuesday the 21st of may did you say 
yes. yes. Check it out, guys. Good cause and a uh, bit of fun as well. Go and, uh, go and watch a... Um, well, we should know by then whether we're up or down. So either go and celebrate or go and drown your sorrows. Um, next game, uh, Craig, let's have a look at this. Middlesbrough, Plymouth. Um, surprise result. Well, well, Plymouth, is it? I mean, let's talk Middlesbrough with yourself. Um, beat us and then go and lose to um, to Plymouth. Hey. A team that you know, every, a lot of people were shouting for Carrick to come and be our new manager after half a season yeah. at Middlesbrough last oh, season. Wait. When um, I was surprised at the result against Middlesbrough, but like halfway through the game, I turned around to the the locals that we all sit with, and it just said like, you know, Michael Carrick is a good manager. Is you know, he's come from a good club. He's had a good career. You know, he was always one of the players I'd look out for. With in, you know, when he was playing for Man United, he's a strong character on on the pitch, off the pitch. And Middlesbrough have, have done all right under his management shit, I think. They, they had a good run last season when he after he came in, um, just failing um, to get out through the playoffs. Uh, they sold their best striker, I believe, at the start of the season. They have struggled. They're 13th at the moment, 44 points. Probably say that the playoffs is past them this season. You never know totally. Um, but, but, Carl, Plymouth, what a surprise. I mean... They, they came up. I thought they were going to go straight back down, and that was my prediction at the start of the season of the three clubs that have come up. I thought they would be doing what Sheffield Wednesday are doing, to be honest with you. But fair play to them. You know, they've lost the manager, you know, mid-season as well. You guys beat them uh, the other night in the Cup, but I don't think it was a 4-1, no disrespect to Leeds. Oh, I agree as well. I think it was a we, – we talked about it, didn't we? I thought it was a 2-1. They gave a good account of themselves but were just absolutely knackered um, on, on that pitch with that in that weather that night. Um, again, it's just consistency with them. Won 10, drawn 10, lost 14. Yeah, absolutely. I know that the, one of the teams in the championship that's conceded most, but one of those teams in the championship can score, can score more as well. So it's not a surprise that the first season back was going to be of just stabilised to get back in the championship. You know, I never thought they were going to do Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday, but I didn't think they would have done. I thought if they, I said roughly around mid table, if they stayed in mid table, they'd be a lot safe. You know, and they could try to build it next season under Schumacher before he went to Stoke. So. It is, it is a bit of a change now how the new manager comes in and is going to have to keep most of us. Like Morgan Whitaker is going to be a huge, huge um, summer player player for the summer for the summer transfer window for most Premier League clubs, you know. So they're going to have to look for another goal scorer for next summer if they do lose him. Indeed. And for them, Carl, success is just basically staying up this season, isn't it? Very much, yeah. It's just staying up for them this season. It's more vital for them this season. So, yeah, I think they have to tick the boxes mostly. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, I think they are, they are they're safe now. Yeah. Um, the next game, Craig, and we've got this this team coming up. And I, first of all, I've got to say, uh, for those of us of a certain age, RIP to Stan Bowles, um, one of the original uh, entertainers associated so much with QPR. Uh, in their heyday, in his heyday, um, uh, sad loss to the game. Um, to me, this this probably is the game that they could go and kick on from. They gave us a hard game earlier, QPR. They needed to win this one, didn't they? Yeah, and like you say, you know, coming into the fixture this Saturday, they're going to be buzzing now after that win. 
and you know they're going to want to you know it's the, the away teams always have that little extra you know with the fans behind them at the King Power Stadium the away fans you know this season have been tremendous we've been quite quiet to be fair at home um mm. to make more noise uh, any any away fans make more noise than the home fans that that's just you, you know that's just how it is with this win it's going to be we, we need to get back on track you know we need the three points and I'm just hoping that um they're coming um they come crashing down on Saturday and Leicester actually step up and get the three points against QPR. They gave us a hard game last time, and in fairness, I think the sending off changed that changed the game in our favour. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? You know, you get a sending off, and the, the you know the team with ten men always seem to play better. I don't know. Yeah, well, that yeah. was that, but you know, it, it can go both ways, can't it? You know, you step up and you play better, or you fall apart. So, and it's. Yeah. Football's a funny old game. Oh, it definitely is. Definitely is. Carl, Rotherham, look, for me, this is the game that's doomed them. I mean, they were somehow managed to stay up just last season. Um, if you're not going to go and beat a relegation rival and QPR with, were in the bottom three with them pre-game, then you, you've got to be thinking, they've got to be planning for next season in the third tier now, haven't they? Very much so. They're still on a third on a third team budget. They've all, that's always have been over them ever since they keep coming back up in the championship. I think the point is that I think you have the question of some of the fans. You know, I think have the unjustified criticism is fair. I just think that it's the club's too big for the club for them. It's too big for them for the championship. And I think for them, it's not it's, it's pointless. They're more of a League One side, you know, with that state and that infrastructure, the finances. I think when you're playing in the Championship, you know, you know that the quality is second to none on the opposition teams completely, and they have mostly League One players and one or two League Two players. So I just wouldn't be surprised that I couldn't see them getting promoted next season. Not under Liam Richardson. I think it's going to take a long longer to rebuild that club. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I think we can we can all say goodbye rather than unfortunately. Um, now, this to me uh, was a surprise. <laughs> Another one I got wrong, which was most of the <laughs> predictions this week. Uh Brad's second favourite team, Sheffield Wednesday. And I like Sheffield Wednesday. I have nothing against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, they do seem to pull these results out for, for Brad, though. Um, they're, they're not giving up without a fight, are they, Craig? I've not, I don't know much about the Sheffield Wednesday results, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I think you might be able to... They seem to... 
they seem to sort of win one just when they need to, if you like. And they, it's almost like another you know, guy that's hanging off the cliff edge by his fingertips. <laughs> they seem to be like that. They are, they're going to need a lot of those. I mean, they are actually, well, no, they're not that far off, to be honest with you. They are only three points off QPR in fourth. So they are literally, like I say, hanging on. They've won three of the last five. Uh, but again, this was a, a, a good win for them away, uh, sorry, at home to Bristol City. Yeah, and again, it, it's the fighting determination, I suppose, isn't it? Like you say, if they've just won three five, you know, again, they've scraped through by one goal. Um, you know, it, it just goes on how much they stay up and how much they want to fight for that club to stay in that league. And, you know, three out of five, you'd take that all day, wouldn't you, if, you know... Oh, yeah. if you, you put Leicester's next five fixtures up and you won three out of them five, then, you know, well, we, we you would expect Leicester to do better than that, to be fair, with the way we're going at the minute. But like I say, with a couple of recent losses, it's mm. a tough one, isn't it, for any team, especially when you're at the bottom as well. You know, you yes. want to get out of relegation battle. You want to be, you know, a few points clear in case you do slip up a bit later on in the in the league. But mm. this be doing it at the minute, don't they? They do, they do. Uh, Bristol City, um, Carl, obviously got a soft spot for them when they had Nigel Pearson uh, as their manager. No longer a soft spot for them now. This active uh, hasn't really worked out for them. You know, I mean, they were doing okay under uh, Nigel Pearson. They're 12th now, 44 points. Probably not going to get anywhere uh, into the uh, playoffs. But Again, to me, they've got to, they've got to look at this and go that this is a game they should have won. Absolutely, as well. And I think listen, Pearson didn't get backed much by the board, and he shouldn't be backed much by the board, especially if you saw a player like Alex Scott for a good nearly thirty million pounds to bomb with. You should have had that money. But look, Liam Manning is coming, giving credit because he did decently at Oxford, um, you know. But and he's got and that's another team that is is transitioning a bit. They are playing to what his strengths are, but they're still. Weaken in some areas, mostly the midfield area, the very light. So I think they will have to go again next summer as well to get the players in with the, with the since they got the money for that at Scott Money and mm-hmm. see if they can use that use it wisely because they were one of the teams that spent a lot of few seasons ago in championship. But I think financial fair play it's affected them this season. So I think with the with the money coming through in the incomings, I think they will be a little bit comfortable next summer to get some good some decent players in. I think when do you when you look at well no I'll ask that question at the end actually in fairness uh, next up <laughs> Southampton Craig and I, I don't mean to laugh and be be horrible but you know th- this amazing run that they were on my God they've gone crashing down haven't they Well yeah they have you know you know at one point it was Leicester Southampton and they was our major threat and then like I say Leeds come out of nowhere. Um, and started winning a lot of games and putting the pressure on Southampton and Leicester. Um, Southampton have dropped points, but then they've also equalised last minute. And yeah. you know, when, a few weeks ago, they were like 2 0 down and the 1 4 3, something like that. 5 3, yeah. three gets what it's yeah. It's like, how can you be 2 0 down? And then, like, all of a sudden, you just turn the heat on and yeah. get, get it. It's determination. And obviously, they, they went on a nice little run. And unfortunately, they've they've been unfolded a little and dropped a few points. Yeah, did it surprise you, Lee? Um, Leeds. Sorry, did that surprise you, Carl? I mean, you know, Southampton. 
it was like the three that had come down were the three that were in the top three positions, you know, us yeah. at the top, obviously. Um, but <laughs> sorry, I just thought I'd throw that in. Um, but you know, they, they they did go on that fantastic run, but it does seem to be all right, they're not miles off, but you know, they're five points off you guys now and, and second. Um, it looks like Southampton may have to settle for the, the playoffs. It does, and this is worse Russell Martin's first big test as an as a for a top club in the championship, especially he only had two seasons at Swansea as well. I think after going on the 26 game beaten run, you could see at some point it was gonna end. And I think after Britain get loose to Bristol City, it's it's come back to Hortland because I was surprised how Mill won that game, especially Mill also sat Joe Edwards and then bringing Neil Harris back to the club for the second yeah. term. Yeah. It's not a surprise that they had that determination, Millwall, to win that game, uh, to try and win that game. And I think Southampton will will have to make the players. And they don't get promoted. Southampton is fine because they did. They were the most that they saw the most had outgoings, the revenue, the outgoings in the championship. So they're capable to be fine to, to, to go again next season because they don't have to worry about any FFP rules because they sold a lot of players for more than 150 million, 200 million altogether last summer. So I wouldn't worry about them too much anyway because they are going to get some outgoings in the summer and they will make get some good ingoings if they don't get promoted. I mean, Millwall, look, everybody hates them. Um, and I, I went for, as you can guess, I went for Southampton home win. Uh, they'd lost the previous four games, uh, Carl, and yet they, they did that surprise. And that's why I, that I think is going to be Southampton's Achilles heel. They, 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 they had that good run, but now, you know, they, they, then, you know, they, they, they win, they win a few, then lose, then win a few, then lose. You guys, and us up until recently weren't losing that many. Yeah, and that's the problem. And it will be something Achilles heel because, like I said, some of the players that they bought, I think it was um, Ross Stewart who got injured after the first few games for after he signed for Sunderland. He is a bit of a worry because it's still a young team at South at Southampton, and Russell Martin is you know doing. But when you put, I think the t- opposition teams now are not well. Some of them are mostly opposition are now saying. We need to stop being afraid against teams like Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton. We need to pick up those points. And and Huddersfield nearly did it, but at least, you know, that Millwall has done to pick up the points to try to you know, fight them off the relegation zone as well, because they're fighting their back, their place to stay in the championship as well. Yeah. Um, the next game up here, um, Craig, uh, a team that um, Simon Jordan on Talk Sport hasn't been very happy with. Uh, Sunderland losing to Swansea. Again, right at the start of the season, I thought they gave us a difficult game and they were up there. And I thought, oh, this is going to be, I think I had Sunderland again to finish in, in the playoffs. It all, it has all unraveled for them. Uh, Michael Beale, you know, what proved to be a mistake. Um, but he seems to be a mistake wherever he goes, to be honest with you, uh, south of the border. Uh, did this result surprise you? Again, Chris, I'm not too familiar with it with, with the positions of these two. Um, I've not done my own work on this game, so no, don't, don't worry, don't yeah. worry. Well, uh, um, Sunderland, um, let's have a look there. I've, I've lost some, oh, they're, they're in 10th. Um, they've only won one of the last five, including this Swansea, obviously, who we played not so long ago. Um, they're in 17th, they've won two of the last five. But again, 
you know, it, Sunderland, they've made that change now. Um, oops, then, isn't it, really? For both teams, I was hmm. saying Sunderland being at home in the better position than Swansea, did you say? So, yes. would it yeah. be, which I was going to touch on about squad sizes, injuries, you know, if we get a couple of injuries in our team, we've got a big enough and a decent enough squad to sort of like, like for like players, whereas probably teams like Sunderland, Swansea are going to be struggling for, you know, selections and consistency, um, you know, you can only pick your best 11, but then have they got another seven or eight players that are going to match the ones that are going to be in and out of the squad? Whereas, you know, us and probably Leeds as well and Southampton have got a bigger squad than these teams and able to rotate and bring in like-for-like players. Yeah, indeed. Nate, all the best, mate. Um, I'm not sure what time it is over there in America, but good luck, mate. And uh, thanks very much. Uh, hopefully, but only, only my second game this season. The last one was Southampton when we beat them. So, so fingers crossed. I'm just looking here. Uh, Brendan Rogers uh, condemned as a dinosaur, dinosaur for sexual comment to female reporter. I mean, Craig, very quickly. You, I mean, Brendan Rogers says something stupid in a press conference. Who knew? Well, no comment. <laughs> but yeah, trust me. I think I think it's not since since he said that over the weekend. A lot of fans up here in Scotland have not been happy at all for what he said, especially he's under pressure at the moment because Rangers are now three two points ahead of them now. Yes, yeah, because we're was we're Celtic above Rangers at one point. Just about two week, just two weeks ago. Yeah, they were still right. yeah. Never, never, never mind, Brendan. I'm sure you'll turn it round. He anyway. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I, I didn't realize I'd done that out loud. Then, um, right. Uh, go back to this game. Sorry, I, I just come up on my feed. I thought I hadn't realized quite what he'd said. Um, yeah, this game, uh, Carl. Uh, again, Sunderland have thrown it away this season, haven't they? Beal was a complete and utter mistake. Very much on me. He wasn't the fans' favourite for what I was hearing. And especially if you're the team, for what I feel, the players didn't gel well to him. They did not want him. For what I was hearing the reports about this, it's not surprising. And they were really trying to get back into the playoff race again. You know, they 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 played good football under Tony Mobile last season, you know, and I think they wanted to, you know, and then decided they wanted to change, you know, but he was built. And sort of got a good decent squad as well because I got Jack Clark from Leeds, who's you know who's going to be a twenty-five million pound player. You got Joe Bellingham, Jube as well, who was who's he was going to be, he's going to be the number next big thing at some point as well. So there is a lot. Of, I think some of the need a manager that really has got that pedigree. And for, for crying out, this Steve Cooper who's available could be the right fit for Sunderland to take that club back to take that club to the next level. But as mm-hmm. for Swansea, I think Swansea just. Lucky to get that win because of Sunderland's poor form at the moment, but it was on the Beal and it's continued since post post Beal era. Yeah. Um, and almost at the end, but last but one game, um, Watford won Huddersfield to Craig. Watford uh, dropping like brides underpants on a wedding night. I mean, you know, 21st in the form table. Uh, they've not won in the last five. Up against the Huddersfield Town team, or one place behind us in the form league, uh, they've actually um, 
I don't know what they've done because the figures aren't adding up. But anyway, they're eight in the form table. Uh, Huddersfield uh, needed this because you know it takes them up to nine teams. Gives them a well. It's again, it's only sort of um, two points, but it does keep them out of that bottom three, doesn't it? Yeah, and they're going to be buzzing about that. Like I say, it's, it's as tight as it is at the top. It's, it sounds like it is at the bottom as well. So you know, it's it's like like I said earlier, it's dog eat dog. There's teams that are winning games, losing games, and then the following week it's reversed. Do you know what I mean? You can go out mm. and win a game like Huddersfield have this weekend, but then next game they could perhaps get hammered three four nil. So they're back to square yeah. one. Like you say, if they're only two points clear at the minute. Two points is not a lot, really. It is literally one game. Hmm. You're quite right. You're quite right. I mean, Carl Watford, they've only won one in five. I mean, they I mean they're still sat in eleventh. So, but again, 44. They're not going to probably make the playoffs. Uh, because I can't see them suddenly going on a on a great run. Uh yeah. they they I, I don't know what, what, what's gone wrong with them this season. No, n- neither do I. And I think there's some not issues. Not manager. Maybe that's no. what they need to do. I know. I know. And that's a surprising thing that you just sat the manager by now. But I think there's a lot of change going on. For what I've been hearing, Rockford I had linked to a takeover from what I had a few months ago. And I think that's the point. So at the end of the puzzle, the puzzle of that family who owns the club, owns Udinese. As for Huddersfield, mm-hmm. they had a new manager bounce to bring Andrew Bryan, Nick Writer, who used to be the manager at Schalke and managed a few um, second Bundesliga clubs coming at the right time, and they actually did put that very well. So it's not a surprise to get a new manager bounce, move bounce coming in. And I think Saki Darmo was probably the right decision they needed to do. You know, but I think for Watford at the moment, it's going to be another summer again. I think the ownership situation is going to be the big talking point for them over the summer. It is a change of yeah. ownership. And I think it will see where the club goes long-term-wise. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. I don't think we have to talk about any more games, do we? Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, what? What? We've covered that, know, that was the last game on Saturday. No, 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 no. You know we have to top the game on Friday night. Come on. We did. Coventry. Yeah, we've no, done it. No, Take care. No, Thanks no, for watching, no, no. everybody. You're not finding that easily, okay? Let's get this over done with. Come on. Come on. You know you want to. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know you want to. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, get that open top bus out the garage again. <laughs> look, um, when I look back on it, I, I did a watch along for it, Craig. Uh, look, first of all, let me just say, I think I've upset most Leeds fans. Uh, but like right I say, did. no, you see, what I don't get is if a Leeds fan comes onto a Leicester channel, is how surprised they are that the Leicester host is supporting Leicester. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't come on when your team's just lost to expect us to go, weren't Leeds wonderful? You know, it's not going to happen, even if you were. No, uh, it should happen with you. The only thing that will, ha- that will happen with, if it was a Man United fan on TV channel, then, well, then you can debate about that one. But if it's a lesser one, I think it's 50-50. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, I mean, Craig, look, when I look back on it, they were saying it was a game of two halves. I, I think we were the better team, but we did not take our chances. I mean, my mother could have put that one away that Daka missed, and she's been dead five years. You know, right, right. I, so it's what frustrates me the most in in today's football is that the top two tiers 
of probably one of the best leagues in the world have mm. not got VAR. Like Premier League have, Championship should have, I think. And then obviously it's down to who, whoever decides where VAR goes. But the top two leagues in the world, like in each in each league, should have VAR. Do you know what I mean? And anyway, look, it happened. Leeds won. Dakar. We could talk about Dakar all night. Some would say he's fantastic. Some would say he's an average bank player. Um, my opinion is split between him because if it's if that goal had stood, then maybe it would have been a different result. But yeah. then even if he had put that chance away, that like you've just said, Chris, anyone mm-hmm. could have put that away. He, he plays football week in week out. I know players make mistakes, but he's one on one with a goalkeeper. He's only at, he's only got to tap it in. And I think Mavadidi is getting a bit of an easy ride here because he missed a bit of a sitter as oh, well. But hey, well, it frustrates me sometimes because he is very good, he's very quick, he's very skillful. I just think his um, decision making sometimes can be a lot better. But he's a young player; it's his first season with us, and you know he's got a lot to learn. I mean, I I, I look at that second goal. Sorry, the the, the goal that Dakar scored and was then disallowed, Craig. And I thought he was offside looking at it on the first replay. It was only yeah. when he sort of went, you know, third and fourth time, I'm thinking like, yeah, that's that's come off a Leeds player. I know what you're saying about VAR. And to me, the championship is probably the fifth best league in the world once you got past the Premier and the world in Europe, once you got past the Premier, the German, the Spanish, the French, Italian, etc. It's up there. But would you really want... I know we lost the game and that was a, a, a goal. It should have been allowed. The refereeing was awful during the whole match for both teams. But did you? would you prefer VAR there or would you prefer not to have VAR and say, well, look, you know, the refs are human and, and the linesmen? Hey, do you know what, Chris? You know, you know if, if that result was to stop us winning the league or even going up, or just falling into a a, champ, a a playoff place, how many fans would then turn around and say, oh, I wish we had VAR because we would be up there now. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's, you, you, you're chasing ain't you? you're chasing an answer that you're never going to get the true answer. You know, no, that, so. that, that's a good point. That For me, I'd sooner not have VAR, but that's just my personal yeah. opinion. And... If for any reason, if we don't go up um, or we don't end up in the top two, that's not just the one game that's done it. We would have played sort of 46 games. Yeah, yeah, no. And you one are. game is not going to make our whole season. And, you know, like I say, we, we are good enough to... We, we've been up there quite a long time now. And we, we, like you say, like, no disrespect to any other team, we're still six points clear, but that could change again this weekend. Like you say, QPR could come. They're fighting at the minute. They could turn us over. It just depends who's available. I've heard Vardy's out now for a good few weeks yeah. or months. Yeah. You know, he, he probably would have started against QPR. We've got Ian Nacho coming back. Is he any better than Dakar? Why is Tom mm. Cannon starting? You know, he's young, fresh blood. Why, why is he not starting? You know, Iniacho's had his chances. Dakar might start Saturday, so is Tom Cannon in the running to start? Do you know what I mean? They reckon, well, they reckon Cannon could be starting tomorrow uh, against Bournemouth, but like you say, who knows? Who knows? 
uh, Carl. Oh God, this hurts. Look, well done, mate. <laughs> well done <laughs> on the win. Sitting there patiently waiting to celebrate. Oh, he has. Yeah, so I'll edit this bit out. It's not live, don't worry. <laughs> but no, it is, unfortunately. Look, no, well done on the win. All banter aside, from a neutral's point of view, what a fantastic game to watch. Um, I did think probably we were the slightly better side. Number of shots were pretty much the same. Shots on target, pretty much the same. The difference is we did we we should have killed the game off before you even got into it. We didn't take our chances. You did. And therefore, you deserve the three points. Yeah, absolutely. I listen. You, you, I agree. You guys should have killed the game off completely. I was really surprised, you know. And I think there was. I think when we, the change came when Conor Roberts came on, I think we needed someone a bit more on the right hand side because you know Archie Graham was getting sprinted by Mandini on the right so much, and people put Gray on the left, which helped a bit in the last fifteen minutes. And as soon as Conor Roberts scored, and I thought, yeah, that's a game changer. It, now we now Leeds will come now gonna come in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game to see we could try to get a result. And then all of a sudden that double deflection as well would actually get a shot here and it about well, fairs. It was just so it was like, what the hell just happened? Mm. Leicester thought they won this game. I'm like, bloody hell. And all of a sudden, you know, the moment just swing on a favor, the fans came away. And I think you guys was just didn't know what to do. You were stunned, like. Jesus Christ, we we this is least we we wait for Leeds to respond, but we didn't think it was gonna respond in that circumstances, and then it just changed so much. And I think, you know, it just yeah, those last 15 minutes were just was was memento for us to say, you know, to say mentally and physically, because like I said, six points is it's not a huge gap. Things can change, like everyone said, but I think the moment, the moment swings a bit because we were like zero chance in the Octa Supercomputer last week saying we had no chance to be champions. It was no chance. It was more second place. But that might be increased a little bit now, that, that, that percentage. You know, who knows? And like I said, what way we turned it around. And Daniel Farker, you know, settled in. You know, he took time to settle in. He's got the plane. He knows the championship. I think his experience might tip us just to win the league. But who knows? You know, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tight, really tight. Well, one, when one, went, one sorry, Craig, carry on. One thing, sure, you can't beat us again this season. <laughs> hey, we wish we could. Okay, that is fair point. The, the <laughs> top side team we got not much. Is we've got Southampton. I think we've got Hull coming up as well in a few weeks as well. So we've got most of some of them in the top half, but not all of them because we have played majority of them. So we've yeah. got not a bad run in. It's just when you guys go go, go to Ipswich, that is a huge game yeah. next. Well, you got to win, you know, if you want, you know. So we, it, know, we it, played it, Ipswich twice. Southampton. Oh, yes, yeah, Southampton. Sorry, Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. You, you played, you played them already. Yeah, it's hard to play that twice. That is a but... big game. That is a big game, and we're not really doing it in the big games, are we, Craig? I mean, when when Leeds got it back to one-one, I wasn't even shocked. I wasn't even annoyed because I just knew it was going to happen because we yeah. weren't taking our chances. Oh. So the fan, the fans were buzzing after that the first goal that Leeds scored. So the momentum were there with the players, and then they just took the chances. You know, like obviously, if you don't shoot, you're not going to score. They shot it. Yeah, all right, it was a deflection, but they still took the shot on. You know, times yeah. yeah. get into the Leeds United half, and we will play the ball back, play the ball back. And this is the story of our life this season, Chris. You know, I'll go down there every home game. 
And all right, I know I know we've won a majority of the games, and I you know I, I'm I'm excited, but it's the style of play we play at the minute, which I think's just it's too slow sometimes. And teams are now getting what we're doing and just attacking and attacking and attacking. And Leeds did that on Friday night. You've seen now they scored their first goal, and then within second, well, couple of minutes to score the second goal, and yeah. then. You know, the free kick just topped it off. <laughs> well, Bradford got that touch. Bradford got that touch, so it is goal. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, none of them were own goals, but there, there was a few deflections. The second one was your own goal. It did count as own goal for that face, which is easy a typical scorer for both ends, isn't it? I don't think it's gone down as an own goal for that face, has it? It did, actually. It wasn't on target, so... Yeah. I mean, when I... I mean, look, let, let's be honest. Um, it was a great, as I say, Carl, it was a great advert for championship football. Uh, it's made from a neutral's point of view, a great game to watch, but it's also made the title race more interesting, let's be honest, from a neutral's point of view, uh, because it's not all over now. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, oh God, you know, when Manchester City are 10 points ahead or whatever. But we've got a manager that is still, and as much as we love him, he's still learning. You know, this has been his, like Craig said earlier, his first full season. Before joining us, he'd only ever been either an assistant manager or when he was at Palmer as a manager, he only lasted 12 games. So yeah. he's still kind of learning. You've probably got the best manager in the top six for experience. And that, I think, makes a difference as well. It does. I, I know Farker was with less was Leicester as well, so he had a good lot of suitors and I think we pushed that one to get him because we felt like he's another Bielsa, but less of a be of that physicality what Bielsa is, but a bit more okay. There's a lot of other plans so that if things don't work out, we can change the game, you know, mm. when we need to. And we've picked up more points than we did in Bielsa in the first two seasons. One more games under, uh, we've conceded less of the under Bielsa than did with Bielsa. So it has changed so much how we've played a lot more than we wanted to, especially that we got a. A stability side that is not does it change at the eleven as much as often as we did do the first half of the season. Indeed. Uh, oops, I pressed the wrong button there. Uh, very quickly, then, just to uh, round the show off, and let me just do that. So, um, oops, that was wasn't what I wanted to do. That shouldn't have done that. Um, nope, shouldn't have done that either. We'll have to leave it as that. I'm not sure. Not sure what's going on here, but it worked earlier, but it refuses to work now. Just typical, that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> let me... Ah, there we go. Let's go back to that. So there's the league. Um, Rotherham, Sheffield, Wednesday, Stoke, like I say, uh, now the bottom three in that order. But Stoke are on 35, Sheffield, Wednesday, 32. Rotherham, even at this early stage, they're gone. They've won three games all season, 19 points. but. 35 points in third from bottom for Stoke. Then QPR above them just on goal difference. Millwall just one point more. Huddersfield two. Birmingham three. Swansea four. Anybody really, uh, Craig, from, well, even even as high as Blackburn, well, Plymouth I think will probably be safe, but anybody from Blackburn down in, in 16th could be dragged into that third spot, couldn't they? Yeah, 100%, mate. Like I said, it's, um, it's, it's as much as it's interesting at the top, for them fans 
and them te- pe- people that support them teams, it's you know it's going to be worrying times for them because one game changes everything. You know, mm-hmm. like three points is three points at the end of the day, and no matter how you go out and win that game, like I say, QPR coming to us on Saturday, sitting. Did you say fourth from bottom? Uh, they are, yeah. They've ju- they, and they've got that momentum because that win that they had at the weekend they, took them out of the they, bottom three. They've come to us thinking that they can beat the league leaders and, um, you know, who says they can't? Well, exactly. Um, I, I'm not I'm not as confident as I should be. Um, but then let's have a look and that hopefully should be the, uh, the, the top of the table. Um, I think that has changed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Leeds got this week. We have got. Uh, I think we wait actually to. No, not to Huddersfield actually. I think he's Huddersfield this weekend. Yeah, we wait to Huddersfield this weekend. Yeah. Well, local yeah. derby. Anything local can... derby. I know. I know. I, I like I said, I wish I was back home, back in Huddersfield. But yeah, it's a local derby. So it's a twelve o'clock kickoff as well. So yeah, Ooh. but it's not on Sky. That's the. That, that's the. The weirdest thing, so probably probably want to get you a lot before you get into the pub. Um, but look, looking at that, look, there is still, I mean, Leeds, well done again, Leeds, but come on, you know, you 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 put that open top bus away. You Listen, still I love Leeds. the open top bus. I think I get the more you hate it, the more I just start to love it now. So you better keep be careful how you send the open top bus because it is gonna make us more love it, and it will come. So just be careful what you work with your words. There is still there is still a six point gap there though. So um look, you know. But I think the top four there are pretty much nailed on to that. Uh, you know, they 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 will be in that top six. But I think from West Brom down, Craig again, anybody could anybody could make that, couldn't they? Yeah, they could. It's gonna it's gonna be a scrappy um last scrappy ten is it eight, ten games left. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a scrappy one at the bottom, isn't it? You know, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting at the top. Scrappy yeah. at the bottom because no one wants to go down to League One, especially yeah. the team down there at the minute. Like you say, Rotherham, you know, that it's not a really a loss, is it? But yeah. Stoke City, QPR, you know, it's going to be a big shock if they go down to League One. Yeah. Last thought, Carl. I mean, you know, Watford, I don't think are going to make the, the playoffs. Uh, no. So I think from, from Sunderland, Coventry, Preston, Norwich, or West Bromwich, I think the final two. Will come from uh, those six, won't it? it I, I don't think so. I think Sunderland will miss out completely. I think it's from Coventry onwards to West Brom now. I think Sunderland, what, what, whoever manages to come in needs a huge bounce to try to get, get, make a late push to the playoffs. But I think at the moment it's between West Brom to all the way down to Coventry. I think Coventry still got that momentum, you know, Preston has one, but depends how, how they finish the season. It's going to be interesting. Yes, it is indeed. Right, um, got to say, whoops, no, got got to say that. Uh, I used to be good at this, you know. Uh, there we go. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, are you going to the match tomorrow, Craig? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Me, uh, my under nine girls are playing tomorrow. Ah, uh, so no. good luck to the under nine girls then. I'll be um, nine. Thanks so much for coming on. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. No, thank you for the invite. It's been it's been good. Thank you. And we'll have a chat. Um, tomorrow time uh, and see where we go on this one and Carl give a, a shout out uh, to your channel 
Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, you can find me at the LH Football Pod on Twitter. Also, you can find the, the YouTube channel at the Totally Leave Your Home Football Podcast. I am doing back bits and more streams. I was back on when I started the show last Saturday. So I am doing bits and bit more streaming during the week, but I am doing some shorts put, put as well, too. So that will be upcoming. But And also, you can look on the podcast and go on all the podcasting search platforms. And of course, don't forget, guys, the other place that you can find Carl is second place in the championship. Just to add <laughs> that at the end. Just add that in. Did I say that out loud? I do apologize. Yeah, you said it loud, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, you knew you were gonna say it. So don't don't yeah. And um think fingers crossed, Carl. Um, I'll be adding to this picture on the wall. You yeah, you see you you see yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet that picture's going to be on my wall at the end of the season. So just, yeah. Can I just say, all joking aside, and I will leave with the thought, and I actually got shot down by a uh, Leeds fan for not being, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not being sort of uh, wanting to do well enough. Because I said, um, it's all about second at the end of the day. I don't care. Whether we fin, I'd love to finish top because it means we'll be one ahead of uh, Man City uh, in, in uh, second tier wins. I'd love to get the most points, of course I would, but it is all about finishing second because if you finish second, whoever finishes above you will be promoted, but whoever finishes below you isn't necessarily guaranteed promotion. Finishing second is that should be the target. Well, you say that to us. We did say second a while back, but who knows? We're at the top of the table again, actually. So who knows? So yeah, you might be below us, but you might have to look for careful with the other teams behind you. So can I can I just say, Craig? I was actually referring to Leeds when I was talking about that. Then <laughs> I know he knows. He knows he was. He, he knew he was. You, you're not fooling us, <laughs> guys. Thank you so very much. Have a good rest of the night. All the best. Thanks for joining uh... us. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to Craig and thanks to Cole there. Um, he knows I love him. He knows I love him, Cole. Um, it could be worse. He, he, he could live in Scotland. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting the finger. I'm getting the finger off camera here, I tell you. Come on, St. Johnson. Um, but look, no, thanks very much, guys. I am, like I say, at the match tomorrow. Look at that. Yay. If you see me at the match, I'll be there with my son and daughter-in-law. Hit me with a copy of The Sun and say, I claim my five pounds uh, and I'll tell you where to go. Uh, but look, yeah, if you see me, do come up and talk to me. No watch along tomorrow because I'm going to um, uh, watch the game, like I say, live. I don't know whether to do a blog or not, because I just want to, I'm with my son, I'm with my daughter, new daughter-in-law, I just want to kind of enjoy the game, so I may or may not do a match day vlog, I don't know, uh, but either way, we'll be back on Friday, on Thursday, for a, a preview of the QPR game, <laughs> am I nervous? Too bloody true I am, all the best, gonna say, end it and be serious now, well done Leeds, you deserve the win, you took your chances, well done, I will see you all on Thursday. Take care. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back.
The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.